Hello, and welcome back to the We Need Therapy podcast. On today's episode, we recap the blind date that I went on. And the lucky lady joins us in the studio to discuss all things life, love, and dating. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. What the fuck are we doing here? I don't know. We're meant to be on a season break, and you bloody dragged me back into the studio. I was taking a sabbatical. You had one successful day. Look the fuck where we ended up. <laughs> my life has like had several really exciting things. Like I bought a house. I ended my relationship. You also had the massivest mental breakdown yeah. to the point where you couldn't speak. Hence why we are on this season break. <laughs> it's called a sabbatical. I'm doing great things with my life. Anyway, that's enough of you. This episode's actually about me today. I know. We haven't had one of those since the racism <laughs> days. Second, yeah. Well, we've had, what, 15 episodes now. Ten of them have been about you, four of them being guests and one about me. Yeah, that's pretty, I reckon that's pretty accurate, actually. Well, it's time to square the ledger. Fair enough. I'm really excited. We have a guest with us. We do have a guest. We're not going to bring her in yet. She's outside. We've plonked her in the car park. <laughs> exactly. We're actually going to talk shit about her for the first 10 minutes and then we're going to bring her on. That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> so... We mentioned before that the newspaper was running this blind date column. Yes. Are you going to tell us which um, publication this is? Well, they're technically not paying us, so I refuse to mention their name. Give the, You should give them a shout out. All right. You. Perth Now newspaper, the Sunday Times. Yeah. Very right wing leaning newspaper. My favourite newspaper. That's on a Sunday. <laughs> Wait, do they actually have a newspaper? I thought it was just online. Yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah, they're over 55s and need something to do. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) Which is why we're going to treat them with an article about my date in a few weeks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I finally got the call up. Uh Was that herpes or? (laughs) No? Okay, good. They wanted me to go on a date about mm, last Sunday. I've been wanting you to go on a date for years. (laughs) I'm glad someone else is paying you now. This is why we signed up for this, right? So anyway, I couldn't make it because I was in Adelaide. And so they scheduled the date for a Tuesday night, which is atrocious. Yeah, terrible. What's going to happen on a Tuesday? Oh, wait. I just thought of it. Gelaro waffles. <laughs> half price Tuesday. half price movies. Yeah, true. No, that's Monday. No, that's Tuesday. Everything's oh, half price on a Tuesday. Oh, cheap Tuesday. Mm, cheap yeah. Tuesday is the title of my date. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't her name, was it? <laughs> so I actually called you on the way to the date. You did. I needed some emotional support because I was freaking out. And what did you decide to do? Bloody record it without my knowledge. <laughs> you know, I thought we might have some quality content. Oh. I did listen to it back and it was shit. So. <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. Well, maybe our listeners will. Oh, God, I am pushing it tight, hey? Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm still driving. I'm on the way. I wanted to get there for quarter past six. So it's currently eight past six and I'm still 15 minutes away. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well. Pushing it you tight. Did- You'd be right on time. Maybe that's your strategy. I don't know. What do you know about your date? All I know is that it's, it's a female. <laughs> that's okay. the start. One of my is. questions gone then. <laughs> 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 Tell us where you're going and what you're doing. So I'm going to the Beaufort in Mount Lawley and we're going for an all expenses paid dinner. Wow. So at least if for her, if the date turns to shit, at least she gets a free feed from it. Well, I mean, you as well. But no, I was thinking the, uh, the whole situation with the food, right? Like, I have a rule when I'm on a date, never order a burger or never order a salad because they're very, sure. like, messy, unattractive things to eat. Yeah. Whereas you're going to eat, like, a brat her sausage, aren't you? 
With a banana spoon at the end, if you know what I mean. Yeah, just the tapes like that. In case there was any question about innuendo, just for sure. So there's actually, like, I've been wanting to go to this restaurant for quite a while now. I've never managed to get into this venue, so I'm super excited. And they've actually got a feed me menu, which in any other country... that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to be splashing your cash around with that kind of stuff. But if it's paid for by someone else, you're definitely going to do it. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, I really want to do it, but I'm kind of nervous if she says no. Like, is that a red flag? Jesus Christ, if you get the feed me, she might walk in there looking like Gwyneth Paltrow, and then by the time she walks out, she'll be like her, but in shallow how. And she's just like, <laughs> feed me. Wow, that is, that's oh. really aggressive, isn't it? That's just, yeah, talk, no. talk about some innuendo. Yeah, it's just straight to the game. Feed me. Oh, well, I suppose if we're talking about you. All right, well, what are your predictions for the day? How do you think it's going to end up? Oh, look, I was pretty confident in the last maybe 24 hours. I reckon this car drive, it's, it's starting to hit me a bit. I'm starting to get a bit nervous. I haven't been on a okay. date in a very long time. Not a proper one anyway. Fair, fair. And I'm like, do I go into this with, like, an open mind and pretend like it's a bit of fun? Or do I, like, actually go into this and try and assess if this chick's going to be the forever person, you know? It's basically a newspaper joke. But you did answer my question. What is your prediction? Where is it going to end up the day? Oh, I don't know. So what I know is that it starts basically in 15 minutes. And then at 7 o'clock, a photographer comes in and takes photos. And then Are off. you kidding me? How have you not yeah. told me this? Yeah, so half an hour into the date, a photographer is going to fucking rock up, interrupt whatever flow we have. And then we just get left to it. And oh. like there's no time limit. If it's really bad, I guess I could leave straight away. Or if it's really good, we could be uh, up all night, if you know what I mean. No, I don't. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So tomorrow, the writer called us individually and just asked us a series of questions to summarise the date, and then she puts it into an article. And by the end of it, I'm going to need to rank the person out of 10. Like, rank the date. Really? Oh, no, it's pretty fucking intense, yeah, and vice versa. Wow. Hey, I'm curious to see what you get ranked. You might want to put that as your Tinder profile. Well, your depending mind. on how it goes, right? Otherwise, if it goes bad, <laughs> this podcast then you is might, not going out. <laughs> yeah, then you might be logging on to Grinder and creating a profile there. <laughs> who, who fucking knows? All right, I'll let you go. I'll speak to you in a couple of hours. Sounds good. Wish me good luck. luck. And so how was the date? The date was amazing. I think uh, she was one very lucky girl. Do you, do you feel like a spark? Like, for example, is there going to be like a second date? You know what? I think there is going to be a second date because I've actually brought her into the room right now. What? I can't believe it. Welcome to the show, Darcy. Hey. <laughs> uh, where the fuck did you come from? Jesus Christ. I no. don't know, but I didn't hear anything that you guys were talking about before. Nothing at all. So have you ever been on a more weirder two first dates before in your life? Look, I'm just going to say, like, put it out there that they're probably the best dates I've ever been on. Oh, what? There she is, oh my right God. on script. This is why I love her. Oh, did I say the L word? <laughs> wow. Things are really, like, moving at a fast pace. Darcy, first thoughts of our friend Josh. What do you reckon? Well, in my application, I said, as long as they're not a misogynist, I'll be happy. Sure. So Josh definitely isn't that. 
well, <laughs> really pull the wool over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're taking all the boxes. <laughs> the bar is set quite low. If it's just we have to avoid misogyny, but um, yeah, no, that's and and so we heard about Josh's kind of mindset going into the date. What was yours? I was absolutely shitting bricks. Yeah. I was fine up until same as you. And we had the discussion on the way out. I was like, I was so nervous beforehand. And you were like, yeah, no, I was fine. I wasn't nervous at all. I was so chill. Uh, you uh, liar. I was <laughs> chill until I bloody called Jordan and that made me get a bit nervous. I could tell that you were nervous in that phone call. Like, I think I, think I would be as well. Like, complete blind day. When does that happen in this day and age? doesn't and there was a lot of pressure on it as well i think the whole the photographer coming in like half an hour in like how awkward is that, oh, that yes was, how yeah. awkward and we're sitting there we were already eating and the, the photogra- photographer's like hey i'm here and the couple next to us were like staring like who are they famous and Ooh, i'm like paparazzi oh, no oh. that's just a normal dinner with me babe oh. how close did the photographer get was he like using a long range lens from the other side of the restaurant or was he right up in your space? No, so the way that it worked up was we had ordered our food. We had about half an hour of really awkward small talk. Food finally came okay, out. Okay, I didn't think it was awkward small talk, <laughs> but... Uh-oh, um, lover's tiff, lover's tiff. Tell me more. Hang on. Can we just rewind? Yeah, Is why this going to be in the it, article? Why did you think it was awkward? I find Darcy to be like really easy to get along with. Oh, you're just with. saying that because she's here. <laughs> I heard what you were saying about her in the first 10 minutes. Go on. No, no, I didn't find it awkward at all. I honestly think the date was amazing. I'd say it's probably one of the best dates that I've been on. I actually said that to the uh, interviewer the next day. I said the same thing. Oh, Oh, there you go. Josh was like so excited when he wrapped up the date. I could feel it in your voice when you called me afterwards. I just think it's something that's just so unique and the opportunity to go on a date with a blank canvas, not know anything about the other person. And I mean, to your credit, you were really amazing, really easy to talk to. I feel like we got along really well. Yeah, you too. And that was my exact feedback to Kerry as well. I was like, it was refreshing to know that there are guys out there that aren't just like, oh, send me a pic or or do you want to come over? Like it was, you actually asked me questions. Like you wanted to have uh, intellectual conversation. And that's what I said to Kerry is that you presented as like emotionally mature, um, emotionally intelligent, like all of that actually wanted to have a stimulating conversation. You know, enjoys your footy, but you're not a, not a dickhead, you know? Oh, this is really good for my <laughs> ego. You've really pulled the wool over her eyes <laughs> if that's what you presented because I don't know her. I don't know that person. I'm like Mariah right now. Um, but do you know what was like so weird going into it? I don't know if you felt the same way. I was running late and we got there and the restaurant was packed for mm. a Tuesday night. I thought it would have been dead. I, th- I was hoping it would be dead because, well, I meant the restaurant. Not the date. <laughs> like dead on arrival. <laughs> But I'd got there and there was a line to check in and I was overthinking everything. I was like, oh shit, I'm late. She's probably already here. And I actually saw that there was a person on the far side of the restaurant and it was a girl sitting by herself. Like I didn't see much of her, but I was like, oh fuck, like she's there waiting. And like, I didn't want to make eye contact with her. I was behind you and I saw you. You were scanning the restaurant and I was like, this is, yeah, this yeah. is him. And this then is in, him. in my head, I was like, positive body language. Don't look like you're freaking out on the inside, even though you are. So I was sort of like chest out. I, I was saw by the my speed of sweat roll down your forehead. <laughs> and so I actually thought it was this person. And then I get a tap on the shoulder and it was Darcy. She's like, oh, are you here for the blind date? And I was like, ah! <laughs> that is That's so exactly cute. what happened. The, the little scream. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you were so chill and calm. Like, I didn't get any air of nervousness or anxiety yeah, from I, you. Yeah, I just necked a glass of red. 
That's a great quality, actually. <laughs> and so we got led to our seats. We sat down and, like, I, I feel the, the best thing about you is I felt pretty comfortable almost straight away. Like, there wasn't this awkward energy. You weren't really mumbling your words. And I feel like I bounce off other people's energy that they put out. And because you're putting out so much positive energy, I feel like the conversation just flew basically straight away. Yeah, I think I chewed you off about footy. Mm, and I think that won me over, actually. <laughs> there are How was Adelaide? Uh. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> yeah, yeah, she literally was like, were you in Adelaide this week? And I was like, oh, wow, wow. In that exact I tone of voice. I believe you just like sledging your date in front of her, just like doing impersonations. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I know. I think I was just like. <laughs> That's so normally how get, Let him get a word in. Let him get a word yeah. in. So, so let's talk about the photographer. Oh, my God. The poses he was trying to put me in. Oh, my God. That, I know. It was only weird when he made us kiss on the mouth. I told I, the photographer no. to do that. Yeah, Josh slipped in <laughs> 50 slipped bucks in. to do that. That was me and the photographer hooking up. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. Like, here's 50 for you, 50 for her. Like, Oh, my God. It's a good time. So he basically whipped us out and oh. he wanted us, he wanted us to go downstairs and take photos in front of the whole restaurant. Yeah, and I was like... It was in front of the stairs too. Like they were taking food up and down yeah. and I was like. And the toilet sign in the back. Oh. And I was like, who is this guy? Right. So anyway, I was like, no, this isn't a good environment for photos. Why don't we go next door yeah. to the Beaufort where. You were really like, let's go out here. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, orchestrating <laughs> the situation. Babe, this isn't my first photo shoot. So I took him out to the, the outdoor garden at the Beaufort, which was a much better environment. And then it was just two of us. We were a lot more confident and comfortable taking photos. And then, yeah, he got us to do all these weird poses, like left leg in, right foot out. What the fuck? Mm. I can Sounds like you're doing it. the hokey pokey. I, I hate my photo already. Like from what I saw, it was a slightly tilt, like above angle. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to look like a triangle. Yeah, he got us to like <laughs> a triangle. <laughs> I love Can't that. Wait. He got us to <laughs> angle. You know those school photos where you got like the portrait yeah. and then they're like, all right, go on an angle. Yeah. And, like tilt yourself to the side. And I'm That's like, he was trying to make me cross my shoots. legs over. And I'm like, I'm standing up. Yeah, yeah. He was making her cross her legs like the bloody. Oh, like know. Beyonce, like Don't walking down the you. runway or something. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you nailed it though. I thought you looked great in the photos. Were Ooh. you watching me? I oh was. my God. I was like, don't look at me. <laughs> I was actually enjoying it because he was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I was so awkward. <laughs> I thought that they were going to be like at the table, like incognito, kind of from the other side yeah, of the restaurant. Paparazzi style. No. I mean, who, for all we know, he could have done that. Yeah, maybe. Could be. So you've done a lot of talking, which is basically the entire podcast, but Darcy, I want to hear more from you. Like we heard about the beginning of the date, but did you go on with a game plan of questions to ask Josh or did you just let things kind of evolve? Nah, just go in and wing it. Fair enough. Fake it till you make it. Absolutely. You know, act like you're having a great time. And <laughs> you just put no. that facade on. <laughs> Do you guys share a lot in common? Um, we both enjoy footy. We are both present on social media. Yeah. Both work for the government. You're, you're government, hey? Uh, non-for-prof. Oh, yeah. The government funded, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're very noble people, yes. Yeah, you could say that we're do-gooders, you know, law-abiding citizens. <laughs> That's a pretty low mm. bar, law-abiding, yeah. <laughs> not criminals. Yeah. Do we have lots in common? Oh, not – like, you You go out for dinner a lot. That's something – when you were like, I go out for dinner like three to four nights a week, I'm like, what? Yeah. I was shocked by that. Is it like, because wow. I'm such a slim figure and yeah. – Yeah, I mean, there's no bloody shallow hell anyone around here, like – I don't know why you said that. That's completely out of context. Oh. Was there anything that I said that was like a red flag or you're like, what the fuck? No. 
apart from eating four nah. dinners a week? No, nah, I was just like, wow, you get out a lot. And I'm like, I don't get out much. Um, no, nothing at all, really. Personality-wise, we're very similar. Mm. Like, yeah. we have this aura or energy about us where... Yeah. Very yeah. chatty. Like, mm. conversation well, was really easy, Yeah, put it that way. So, Darcy, tell me, what do you, what do? you do? Tell me a bit about yourself. Mm. Okay. I'm a full-time business analyst. Okay. Put the word anal in analyst. <laughs> Don't <laughs> no, say I'm that. John will get turned on. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about no. that. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, for legal reasons, that is a joke. Um, and then part-time content creator. Yes. Influenza. Yeah. What did you say? Influenza. Yeah, it's catching. <laughs> it is. It's well, quite you contagious. Are, you are very contagious because you've got quite the following behind you. I looked last night on your TikTok account, almost 80,000 people follow you. So random, hey? That, I don't know why. Like, how did that begin? Like, how did you get into TikTok? Well, like a year ago, really, I was just, you know, I resisted to the old TikTok and I was, you know, Instagram reels and all of that. And then, I don't know, I just started getting on it. And, you know, it was a time when there was like that girl morning routine, you know, you wake up at 5am, you have like a lemon water, you go to yoga, you come home and it's like a very clean girl, like aesthetic. And I tried to like make a video like that and I was just like, wow, I'm just not that girl. And it just didn't land. But I, I love like creating like videos. Like I'm really into that. You know, I'm a bit of an oversharer, all that stuff. So then one morning I was like meant to go to the gym and I like cancelled my gym class and I was like, you know what, I'm going to film my morning because I was just a piece of shit. I was like, just <laughs> not good. So I like filmed, like I cancelled my gym class. Like I had chocolate and Sprite for breakfast, like just a hot mess express kind of thing. And it kind of semi blew up. Like it got maybe like 30,000 likes or something what? like that. Yeah. And, and that's crazy. And it just like really landed. And then, you know, from there people were like commenting like, oh my gosh, do more morning routines, like do more. So I started doing like morning routines, like get ready with me in the morning. And again, just like, you know, just kind of fumbling my way through life, like getting getting shit done, but just not doing it like very well. And then it turned into like daily vlogs and then cooking videos and like lifestyle videos. And it's kind of just gone from there. And like, I, yeah, now I post every day and I'd say it's more of like a lifestyle TikTok, but it's not well curated. And it's more like, it's a bit, a bit of satire, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I do voiceovers, like narrations and I'm just a big bogan and, and yeah. I love that. Cause it feels really raw and earthy when you, when you watch mm. the content yeah. and it's, really refreshing because you you mentioned topics that are a little bit taboo as well or not taboo but I guess I'm thinking about like you talk about being on your period and other things like that <laughs> I talk about it too much I, you talk about it a lot <laughs> I watched three times John's ever okay. said the word period okay. <laughs> I watched three videos it was in all of them I was yeah, like oh wow. but that's because the last two weeks it's it's been happening, right? Sure. <laughs> but I guess I guess it's refreshing to, to hear yeah. like a woman talk about her body that way or just to be so honest. Do you think that's why maybe your um, following has really engaged with you? A hundred percent. Yeah. That's the, the most common thing I get is like, oh, this is like refreshing. It's so real, like rah, rah. And I'm like, that, but that's who I am, in, you know, normally. Like I'm not putting on an act like this is just who I am. I'm a bloody oversharer. Um, but yeah, and it's just, it's a bit weird because, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel so vain as well. Like I have a bit of imposter syndrome with it. Like when people, they just put me on this pedestal, like in my comment section, they're like, oh my God, they message me. Like, I love you so much. Like you help me. And I'm just like, I'm just, right. I'm just like, I don't know. I just feel a bit 
funny about it. And then sure. I get, you know, deals with like brands and stuff like that. And, you know, they want to pay you so much money. And I'm just like, is it like that deserving? Like I'm not anything necessarily amazing. I'm not anything necessarily like talented, but it's just so crazy how that parasocial relationship, that that perception of you, albeit I'm being myself and I'm being real and I'm not putting it on, but people just put you on that pedestal and it just makes me feel a little bit like Ugh, sometimes. Yeah. A little bit up my own ass, you know? I can't imagine how that would feel because you're not used to being a celebrity or having lots of attention, no. but all of a sudden 80,000 people, that's yeah. a lot of fucking people. It is. And then when I meet and people out. And just being yourself, like for something you've always done and now mm. all of a sudden someone's put a spotlight on it and everyone wants to, to follow along and to watch. Yeah. Do your followers, I guess that's what you call them, do they um, do they message you? Do they really feel mm-hmm. like they know you? Yeah, 100%. Right. A, a lot, a lot of messages. And I love I love engaging with them. Like they are the most supportive little community. Like they, you know, have helped me through a lot. Like I've been through quite a personal growth journey over the last 12 months as well. And they have been there for that. Like they've seen that. Um, and yeah, I, I do get a lot of messages. Like some are so random, like from... Um, you know, what time do you get up in the morning and go to work and what time do you knock off? Like, you know, it seems like you've got a really good t- routine. Like I want to mimic that. And I'm like, it's quite personal to ask, you know, sure. or things like, you know, I've just been through a breakup and, you know, seeing you grow through yours, like has really helped me so much. Like it just, it really varies, but everyone is so supportive. Like, you know, 99% of the engagement that I have is just so supportive and this beautiful community of women, gays and theys and, you know, there's always the 1% that are a little yeah. bit rude, but so it's great. So is that, and we'll come to that 1% in a minute, but is that audience, women, gays and theys, mm-hmm. which I love, by the way, is that the audience that you set out to try and reach or is it just something that happened? It just happened. Like my TikTok's always been, it started off like more for the girls. So I think when I started and I was around like 50,000, um, I think I was like 96% female followers, 4% right. guys. But now I'm on about 90% female, 10% male. Like that's the how, only how do you genders find I have on TikTok. these stats? Like is there an it's, app that you use or is TikTok tell you what your audience is? Yeah, TikTok tells you. Oh, wow. And like where the countries they're from, all of that. So can I ask how long have you been on TikTok for? 12 months. 12 months. Shit. Well, 13 now. March last year is when 80, I 80,000 people in 12 months. That's amazing. I want to say congratulations. I, that's, I don't know if we sh- – I don't know how I feel torn about judging someone's worth by that, but I just want to say, like, that is amazing. Thanks. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird because, I, I mean, I'm from Jero and I'm like, oh, Jero's got 36,000 people. <laughs> Shit. It's like two Jeros. That's amazing. <laughs> so partway through the date we were having a discussion as to – no, actually we were talking about our work and – because we're on the same page with that, like I was very interested in your job and what you do and I can't really remember how it happened, but you did disclose partway through it that you did some TikTok on the side. And in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, like every basic white bitch has TikTok. Like, <gasps> how <laughs> like, dare you? I just, I actually thought you meant that you just had the app and like you go on TikTok. Basic so I- white bitch. <laughs> Wow, you're really pulling her to shreds. You mimicked her voice, then you called her a basic white bitch. I know, after all these compliments that she gave me at the start. I know. The true side of me starting to come out for her. That's really funny, actually. The whole time I was like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Yeah, I'm on TikTok. Like, What was your strategy going into that? I have no strategy. I'm the least strategic person. But like in in other dates, is that something that you ever whip out? Um, I could count the number of dates I've been on on one hand. 
So that was probably like an actual legit date. Mm. I don't even remember my last days. Oh, I think I told you about the sushi train date and he was talking with his mouth full and his food fell out of his mouth onto my pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, like, well, for me, it didn't really click on. And then you started talking about endorsements and brands. And then I was like, oh, wait. This bitch is kind of a big deal. Literally. This basic well, white bitch. I, I, I literally <laughs> thought you would, you told me that you just enjoy, like, I thought it was just a hobby that you just enjoy watching TikTok videos. So I was on a complete different wavelength until you started talking about brands and endorsements. And I'm like, oh, does she mean she's actually a content creator on TikTok? And then we talked about it a bit more. And I was like, oh, cool. That's really cool. But it wasn't until after the date did I realise how big you were. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm big. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ugh, that's, that makes me and feel it, so cringe. I, I found it interesting. <laughs> well, I'd love to get your perspective on that, being like a relatively known social presence, mm. going on dates, meeting new people. Like I must admit, when I reflect on that date, there was just so much humility and authenticity about you. And then watching some of your TikToks, I was like, oh, who's this? Like, there was a disconnect for me. Not that, like, your TikToks. Because you don't know the real me yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you're just putting it on. Maybe the date was you just putting it on. But, yeah, I, I, I must admit, like, as I said earlier, you were just so authentic on the date. And, like, I, I really enjoyed getting to see that real you. Mm-hmm. But then after the date, going on TikTok and watching all these videos, uh, there was a disconnect for me. Really? I was like, yeah. I feel like TikTok is more the real me than who Ooh, I was at the date. Okay. Yeah. Well, because I just feel like I'm so (laughs) broken compared to, like I've only lived in Perth for three years, right? And Perth people I've found to be quite a bit more reserved perhaps and quite professional and all that. And I'm from bloody Jarrah, like let's go have a couple on the wood at the pub, you know, play some pool, all of that. And just people have said, like, I sound quite bogan as well. So I try to be more professional when I'm meeting Perth people. No, I don't think it was this professional side to you. I think it's more so to do with my bias. Like, mm. the word influencer for me, there's connotations of, oh, they're a bit above me. They're going to be dismissive uh. of me. We're not on the same level. Mm. But I never got that vibe from you at all during the date. And I think that's what I meant when I said authentic. That's so nice. <laughs> I I uh, also went and watched some of your videos because Josh mm. sent me your profile after the date mm-hmm. and I remember watching some of them and thinking, oh, she's like really down to earth and honest. And like, I just mean like you film like, as you said, the mundane, like you film everything. I, I was always like, oh, I wonder what she'll be like on the podcast. I don't find that like disconnect today. Like you just seem exactly like you are on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were a bit nervous on the date or something was going through your head or mm-hmm. as you said, like trying to withhold, I don't yeah. know, inside of you. But Getting to know someone like a blind date. I've never been on one before. Yeah. So. Would you go on one again? Yeah, probably. Why not? I would. Yeah. I I would encourage people to consider it. Yeah, it was fun. In life, there's nothing that really authentically surprises you Mm. apart from maybe the birth of a child, but even with technology (laughs) nowadays, you know what the gender is going to be and whatnot. What? The The birth birth of of a a child? Are you kidding me? Have you been like... I mean, sorry, the gender of a child. Oh, I thought you meant like, oh, fuck. Like, I just had a child. Like, (laughs) I've seen the birth of a child. It was quite surprising. Yeah, It was actually amazing. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I didn't think we were going to talk about this on the podcast. (laughs) This is great. My my point was there's nothing in life that's an authentic surprise you don't know the outcome of. But I feel like a blind date is probably something Mm. that you just, you know nothing about. Yeah. I was like pumped afterwards. I was like, whoa, 
cool. Like it was, it was so cool. It was like, so yeah. much fun, yeah. yeah. But I don't know if that was just because of us and like the great relationship we have with each other, or was it? It was just the excitement of being on a blind date and meeting someone completely new. Bit of both, for sure. Mm. Yeah, we should get you on, George. Yeah, maybe yes. I should send me Carrie's email or number. Maybe I should reach out. You absolutely should. Do you know what, though? I think it would be really hard to do it for gay people. Just No, there has been. I know, but just because, like, if you are semi-well-known in, in the gay community and of a certain age, you basically know mm. or know of everyone. Like, if, for example, Darcy, if you had a gay best friend and I had never met him before, I could guarantee we know mutual friends within 15 seconds. Yeah. As I'll go, oh, do you know that group? And I'll go, no, do you know that group? And I'll go, no, but my friend's in that group. And he'll go, yep, got it. Yeah. And, and then, then, then all of a sudden he's got my nudes. Yeah. Which yep. Dimer does in any way. Yeah, I think it would just be a little bit more difficult. And I said to Josh when he was going through this process with a date, I was like, because I'm always thinking about me, obviously. And I was like, I wonder what would happen if I did it. But mm. maybe we should find out. I mean, I actually said to you partway through the date when you told me your age and I was like, oh, I'm surprised I actually don't know you. Mm-hmm. And because that was a fear of mine. And we had talked about this previously on a podcast that, oh, what if oh, I yes, go into this did. blind date and I actually know the other person? We did podcasts about this, by the way. If you go back and listen to just one podcast, we spoke about it. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so my initial that. reaction when you said hi and when I first saw you, I was like, oh, thank fuck I don't know this person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you too. But of course I wasn't going to know you because I'm, I'm new here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So do you have any feedback for me? You have to read the newspaper. I put, oh, <gasps> oh my God, God I love this. Perth now, please sponsor us. <laughs> no, I put out a Q&A out on Instagram over the weekend. I actually muted you from that so you didn't see it. Uh-oh. But I do that to a lot of people. It's my little power play. And I actually got a few questions from people that wanted to find out about the date and find out about you. So there's actually a few that wanted to ask about your TikTok and we'll get into that. But first, let's talk about me. So one of the questions, well, I got roasted quite a bit with this Q&A, but... The first question was, why do you think I'm still single? Oh, my God. I cannot believe you're asking this. I think that being single is a choice for blokes. Oh, okay. Straight blokes, because I think it is a lot easier for straight guys to get into a relationship than it is for girls to get into a relationship. We had this discussion, We did, because guys, you know, more so looking for something casual, and then I think they, you know, fall and that occasionally but girls more so than not are probably looking for something more serious and long term and something less casual so what are your thoughts on that george what darcy just said or the original question i don't want your opinion on why i'm single we've heard enough of that what darcy just said around i i feel like i'm still processing i feel like it's quite deep on a level that i just haven't quite understood yet but yeah i i think it certainly appears that hetero straight guys tend to be yeah, as you said, looking for something a little bit more casual. And I think females usually are looking for a connection on a deeper level. So, yeah, I think it makes sense to say that it's probably a lot easier for a guy to fall in to maybe more so of the female state of mind, which is just like actual genuine emotional connection. Mm. But, yeah, that makes sense. I think so. Yeah, and I think that the stats of just the blind date itself, they were saying that they've got a lot of girls that apply for it but not many guys. Maybe Mm. that's because of social norms, though. Like, guys, do they want to be seen as, like, stepping out there into that? It's not taboo by any standards, but it's it's certainly an area where they don't have a lot of pre-existing power. Like, they don't know the dynamic. They don't know the structure. A guy's walking into that completely blind-sided. And I feel like men 
in general don't want to be powerless. Mm. Sorry. I've just been thinking a lot about, yeah. Yeah, gender imbalance. and Yeah, um, I don't know. What do you think about that, Darcy? About? Uh, uh, guys, like, why do you think there's a, a, a misbalance? Okay, a, so this is what something I said on my TikTok as well, and I said, no normal guy would apply for Birth Now Blind Date. <laughs> <laughs> that is I, correct. I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know that to and, be true. And I said, like, well, that's, you know, my normal type isn't working out for me, is it? I love Because that. my normal type are misogynistic pricks yeah. and I need to like stray away from red flags, albeit while I might be attracted to them, <laughs> I need to stay away from them. Sorry about Why that, Why do you Josh. look at me when you say that? Oh, I don't know. I think you might have heard through the grapevine <laughs> something about that. No, but I think your typical alpha, proud bloke isn't going to be seen, caught, like isn't going to apply for a blind date. Much similar to... Dating shows, you know, who are the guys that are applying for these dating shows? Someone's applied for them mm. or they're a narcissistic yep. asshole. Yeah. yeah and they've got their own vendetta or something like that. Yeah. Or they're just, you know, they want the clout. Whereas I think girls are a lot more open to that. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Girls also chase clout. And like even girls are also narcissists as well. But even with dating. I love men. <laughs> I'm, I do. I love men. I'm no, not, no, I'm not trying to say all men. <laughs> no, it's not about them. We, I don't, this I don't podcast is based on us hating straight white men. Uh, <laughs> that is literally uh, the subtext of this podcast. Oh, my gosh. Have you got another question for Darcy? So what were your first impressions of Josh? Um, the back of your head. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Balding. <laughs> um, really easygoing. Like I mentioned before, emotionally intelligent, emotionally mature. What does that mean? Oh, I think, wow, what does that mean? Emotionally mature. I don't even know how to s- describe it. You just, you take yourself seriously. You take what I say seriously. Um, you're confident. You're well-spoken. That was probably my first impression of you, I'd say. Okay. So yeah. I have an, another interesting mm. question. A lot of dates that I go on mm. when I talk to the people down the track, a lot of them give me the comment, like you're really easy to talk to, but I mm. wasn't sure if you saw me more than a friend. I definitely got that. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. And because you did touch on that, you have a lot of like close girlfriends and I definitely got that vibe from you. Mm. It's like there's definitely that matesy vibe, not so much a flirtatious banter yeah. of any sort. So that, yeah, I definitely did get that vibe, but that's okay. Like you don't have to be like flirtatious necessarily, but you know, sometimes probably good to give off those cues, like to gauge if someone is interested in that way or not. Mm. Whereas like for me, I wouldn't say that I have too many like close guy friends, you know, like, so yeah, it's probably a bit easier for me to flirt. I don't know, actually. Yeah, no, I, is, it, is it easy for me to flirt? Not really. I think that's it's kinda a hard. really <laughs> insightful yeah. comment and it, it's not something that surprises me because it mm. is something that I'm very aware of. Like I don't actually know how to sexually flirt. Mm. Like I'm very playful like, hey, friend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it, I mean, it's something that, because I don't watch other people go on dates, so I don't know mm. how other men interact with females in mm. on a date. So for me, that's a bit of a blind side for me because I don't know what to basically do. Do you have any thoughts? None at all. I'm completely perplexed by straight culture. I'm just like thinking, like, have I got anything to add? No, I don't know what they're talking about. But like, <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking the interactions between male and female are so mm. different. But I will say that, yeah, I think Josh often, his, your default setting is very friendly. Yeah. So I feel like he comes out of the gate strong with that. Yeah. And it must be hard to switch, 
you know, to more romantic or more sexually interested or whatever it is. Mm. Like, yeah, it is hard when you your, your baseline's really friendly. And I think that's got a lot to do with my anxieties and insecurities, right? Like, so when I go into a situation, I want to control the situation. Mm. And because I'm very good in making friendships and making friends, mm. if I can build that relationship, that's my default. I can control that situation and that just makes me feel good about myself. That's not a bad thing at all. I don't think that's a, a bad approach. I think that's a good approach because, like, for me, I know how to get a root. I don't know how to get a boyfriend, you know, and I probably go too far into that sexual kind of side of things, whereas I think it's so important to establish a friendship with someone because otherwise it's more than likely than not just to burn out really fast, Mm. you know, and it's just based more around sexual other than establishing like, well, are we compatible on a friendship level as well? So I think that's a great approach. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I don't know much about. I mean, the two of them aren't mutually exclusive, though. You can have both at the same time. And I think that's what, I don't know, in my world, like an ideal world is you've got that friendship, you've got that connection, and then you kind of sprinkle in moments of like, you know, romance or sexual lust or whatever you want to do. I think it's important to to indicate to the person that you're interested in them romantically, though. Mm. I think even early on, like within a first few dates, do something that's a bit cutesy, like, I don't know, you know, you might have physical contact or you might... I don't know, to do something for them, like order them a drink or I don't know. Order them a drink? I don't know. What, Is like that why sh- you got me a drink this morning, Darth? <laughs> there we go. Or like, for example, if I was seeing a guy on a second date or whatever, I'd say, oh, I invited you out on this date. Like I'm going to pay or something. It just It doesn't necessarily mean like you have to pay for the date, but I'm using the word date, even if it might just be like a catch up, like just something like that, mm. like non-threatening, obviously, like don't force yourself on them. Which I feel like we have to say in this day and age because there's so many fucking freaks out there. Yeah, it's so interesting dating culture, right? Like, just, there's so many hidden rules, and like, how do we actually learn how to go on a date? We watch Hollywood movies and TV shows, and I'm not even joking. Like, it's, I don't know. I grew up watching The OC, Gossip Girl. That's what I thought. I thought romance, relationships, and lifestyle was a drama, drama, drama. Like. I used to watch The Hills. Like, I, you know, I actually, I've actually been re-watching it. It's so fake. It's so scripted. I can't believe I ever thought it was real. But I'm not surprised that in my early 20s, I spent a lot of my time trying to play out storylines that I had seen on TV. And it's just all, I don't know. I'm, I feel very strongly about this. And, mm. like, we can do another episode later down the track about how fucked up I think that show and so many others are but that's where we get our reference point for like dates yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. have you seen that like i don't know what it is little video tiktok reel and the guy's like he's he's doing a priority of all the women that have got their big water bottles <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that dude is like it's so good to see you girls and then he's like <laughs> putting the big like rubbish bin on the table and yeah. then she's putting her golf clubs yeah. i'm like that is so true because i noticed that you've got your like hydro flask or whatever i've got this Yeti. fucking big dildo thing <laughs> this big dildo thing. And that drink bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Darcy, I have a few questions for you. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the prep that Josh did and ask my very small following about things to send in. I literally just watched your TikTok and thought, fuck, I wonder where she got that. So I'm just going to go like rapid fire and you can just give me as much detail as you want. How do you think your life changed after you became like TikTok famous? Did anything change? Oh, my gosh. I think... Over the last 12 months, I have grown a lot more as a person, so much more sure of myself, like a lot more confident. I don't know if it's um, also because I've 
moved to Perth three years ago and, uh, you know, got into a long-term relationship and that taught me a lot about myself. Like I grew a lot through that. And then the last, I guess, oh, six to eight months of that relationship and that breaking down. And I know I'm talking about my ex. Is oh, that a red flag? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. But through that and, you know, a lot of personal growth in terms of like my health, fitness, mental health, speaking about like struggling with mental health, anxiety and all of that. And I think just speaking about it, normalising it, it, I don't know how to describe it. Like I'm not who I was 12 months ago, even 24 months ago. Yeah, And every time absolutely. I go back to Jero, like, you know, my parents and family, they're like, look at you now. Like, we're so proud of you, like who you are, you know, even in my career. Like I've just made leaps and bounds and I don't, I don't know. How much of that do you attribute to the following that you have on TikTok and how much of that do you think is natural uh, growth? I think it's all natural growth and I'm trying to think about how TikTok has changed me and – I don't, I don't, I really don't know how to answer that. Well, maybe it's because it, it hasn't and, yeah. and that's what makes you so down to earth and that's why people are so engaged with you. Yeah. I will say like, do, from what I, I know a few people who are kind of around the 80,000 mark mm. on usually Instagram is my kind of platform, but it feels like after you can get to about 40 or 50 and be pretty like down to earth and normal. And then you tick over the 50 and all of a sudden you're an influencer. There's, I don't know, is that the threshold where there's like sponsorships and everything ramps up? Because it feels like from that point onwards, their life seemed much more dictated by their social media platform. Uh, I think the first time a brand reached out to me, I only had like 8,000 followers. Okay. So, and that was Bondi Sands and they sent me like a little care package and I was like, oh my God, I've used your tan for so many years. Like, yeah, oh. love it. Um, and then the first time I was paid was probably around the 20,000 mark. And that was with, oh, I can't even remember, but I know around 28,000, I did one with Red Rooster um, and that was just so cool. That like, is that is amazing. I, I did you get free food? Like, or... Well, like, what do you do? They paid me to do a video like promoting their new fried chicken. Oh. Mm. So so as part of that contract that you have with them, you just have to make a video with their products? Yep, yep. So it was just a one-off thing and it was like promoting their new fried chicken and like that was that was awesome. And then I actually did a video of trying their hot honey fried chicken like recently. Sure. And I posted a video and it went like semi-viral, like at 500,000 views or something like that. That's a and lot a lot of, of views. people were like, oh, this is so sponsored. Like, And I'm like, oh my God, this actually isn't. Because you have to declare when something is sponsored. Like, And that's something that, you know, because growing up and following influencers like Shani Grimm and Michael Finch, like back, you know, when I was a lot younger, all of those and, and seeing how it has changed and how a lot of influencers and things like that, they don't declare when something is gifted or paid and they can be quite manipulative to their followers. So really like their followers have made them who they are today, right? They wouldn't have mm. their Range Rovers and all that money if it wasn't for their followers. So I think, you know, and then they so, can be so deceitful to them. And it's mm -hmm. like a cash grab. So mm -hmm. I'm always like, I, I turn down a lot like because I don't want to just, like I have a full-time job. Like I don't need to make money off this. So I always declare if something's gifted, if it's paid, all of that. Like I don't want to be deceitful. Would you I don't want to promote anything that I don't love. Like Yeah. So you turn down brands if it's not your. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Even there was one for like this. Uh, I, I'm doing an equolution program. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's kind of like evidence-based training and like oh, okay. I've partnered with them to do it. Um, they're not paying me. I just get the 
program for free? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, I'll do it. You know, shred before Europe, like sick. And then another brand were like, oh, we'll pay you to promote this soup, like rah, rah, rah. And I was like, look, like unfortunately, like this isn't going to fit in with my meal plan. Like I can't authentically promote this, like even though they would pay me. And like you get paid a lot. For this stuff. Like Do they pay crazy. you per video or like depending how many views you get? You get paid per video. So um, sometimes you negotiate with them, but like I'll just say what my rate is like for a video and like nine times out of ten they'll come back and be like, yep. Can we ask you what that rate is? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what the hell do you like charge mm. for this? So I just Googled it. Um, and like according to Google, what a lot of people do, and I don't even know if this is what people do, but $100 per 10,000 followers per video. So Sure. Yeah. So it's it's like you wow. make quite a lot. Per 10,000 okay. views is 100. Per 10,000 followers. Oh, so okay. right now my rate would be like $790 yep. for a video. Wow. Which is like it's that's, stupid, right? Yeah, that's like for a video that crazy. takes you like ten minutes to make. Sure, like it's just yeah, do and you, I feel that's why I feel so gross about it because it's like you, you do fuck all, yeah, and you can make so much, like, mm. and it's just oh. Do you I don't know. feel like you'll get to a stage where TikTok will be your primary income and eclipse your job? No, I'm not interested in doing this as a full time job at all. Like, it's just. Again, like I just feel like, especially in today's day and age, like this economy, like so many people are struggling, like so many people saying like, I can't afford to even like buy the food that I used to buy because, you know, rates and interest and all of that type of stuff. And because like I'm, I'm selling products, right? I'm promoting products. Like it's things that aren't necessities for people. Like I don't want to try and just make people spend their hard earned money on, you know, just shit that you don't even need Mm. um and also i really like to have job security so like i've been with my work like josh would know i've been with my work for seven years now like i love the stability like i've progressed in my career there like i'm in a really good position like i love it Mm -hmm. i don't think i could be my own boss my own manager and having that um inconsistent income as well like while you can have a big paycheck this month like maybe not next month sure Absolutely. It's just a hobby to me. Yeah. I don't want it to be a full-time thing. It will put too much pressure on me. And I think this is what I was saying about the humility that you had on the date. And for me, I think the lens of like the word influencer, I just have connotations around brand and build up and Mm. get big and get, but for you, you were so humble about it and you're actually so grounded considering you have this other lifestyle that can be very tempting. Yeah. Like $800 a video is nothing to laugh about. Some people's weekly wage. Mm. Like that's just crazy. And your values around not wanting to promote something that you don't actually believe in as well. Like it's so easy to sell Even if I do like it, you know, and more times than not, like it's the things that I'm not promoting that people like, what is this? Oh my gosh. Like, my breakfast, mm, like I, mm. right now, like avocado on toast with cottage cheese and hot honey. And every person is like, what is this? Like, oh my gosh, what bread are you eating? Like all of that. So it's more just that authentic, like this is yeah. my day-to-day life where people are like, oh, that looks really good or yeah. what, you know? So Is it hard to predict what will like blow up in your 100%. videos? Like, do you think, wow, they're going to ask about this? Oh or my God. Something, like something yes. else? Yes. So like a video that went viral for me, like the other week, I think it, it had like over a million views or something like so I had like my lips tattooed recently, like it's like a lip blush tattoo and I got a massive cold sore from it. Like we called her Colleen, like she was like a feature of my TikToks for like a couple of weeks. It was hilarious. <laughs> and like she was like the star of the show and like everyone, like my followers were so funny. They're like, mm, Colleen's looking extra juicy today. Like oh, it was hilarious. God. 
And I was getting so many comments like, oh, you know, you've got to get hemorrhoid cream, like put that on it. So I just made a video like going to the chemist. I was like, can I get some hemorrhoid cream? And like I just put it on and I was like, mm, now I'm going to finger myself. Like, ha <laughs> <laughs> Like just like making a joke. And that blew up like over a wow. million views. And I was just like, sake of course it's about me talking about how I really miss sucking dick and I want to finger myself after putting hemorrhoid <laughs> cream on and yeah, that's so that funny up. Josh just said the same thing before you got here <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a following. <laughs> yeah it's just kind of like insane to yeah. think of what they're going to latch onto. oh luck of the draw <laughs> I have so many more questions oh if you're happy God. for me to, to yeah. keep going so Darcy, do you feel do you feel compelled to film like all your day to day interactions just in case something funny happens or something interesting happens? No, uh, not really. Some days I don't I don't even film at all. Like some days I'll be like, you know what? No, I'm having a day off today. Um, I think more so last year when I was really, I was like addicted to it. I was like, oh my god, this is so much fun. Like, and I'd film like everything, not necessarily waiting for funny things to happen, but um, that was more when I was just narrating over my videos. So I could always put like a funny spin over my narrations anyway. But yeah, not really. Really, with how much content I put out, I don't actually film a lot. Like I'll film a couple of clips here and there, like maybe like not even like what 1% of my day is probably filmed, like less. See, I I find this so fascinating because I don't know about you, Jordan, but even with this podcast, I feel like I'm investing so much mental space into, all right, this is what we're going to talk about or even having to think about things that are funny throughout the day or even just with my Instagram account, like I'm not an influencer, but as we talked about before, I always feel there's a pressure for me to post something engaging or interesting. And I'm constantly in the back of my mind thinking, all right, what's next? What can I film? But you're actually living that and Mm. you seem to be able to get that balance. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I do because I mean, to me, it's just like taking a Snapchat and like I was, you know, always Snapchatting my friends, everything, you know, but now it's just like, I'm saving these Snapchats and then I post them at the end of the day. Or like I'll just be like, oh, I'm going to film this. Like I'm I'm getting KFC, I'm going to film myself eating it. And like I'll just be like, oh, yeah, tomorrow I'm going on this bloody podcast with my blind date. Like I did that last night. But, you know, it's funny you say that because like my ex, like that was one of the reasons why he said that like we broke up, like that I was – I was like on TikTok too much. Like um, it was, everything was being filmed. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't really like, that's just how things went. But And what was your, like, how did your TikTok or your followers influence your, I guess, your progression through, through breaking up? Because you mentioned before mm. you actually brought that into your TikTok. You know, your followers were asking yeah. about him, weren't they? Yeah. Well, the thing was, he was like the a massive part of my TikTok and he wanted to be involved. Like he was like, let's make this video. So it was, it took me really left field that it was like, he was like, okay, we're going camping. I'm going to bring your tripod and your light. And he would help me film videos. So he was super involved. He wanted to be in them. He narrated videos. So it was. And then at the end he said, that's one of the reasons you're breaking up. Yeah. Yeah. Are you serious? No, he cheated on me. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So. What, because you were always on TikTok? Like how are those things related? I don't know. I don't know. I think it was just an excuse. And then, um, so he cheated on me and then like he finally told me a couple of months later. Um, and I was like, oh, see ya. Like done. But, yeah, you know, I think we just had grown apart and it was like he couldn't communicate how he felt. So he acted out. I think that's what a lot of guys do when they can't communicate their feelings. But yeah. So anyway, split up. And then I shared it on my TikTok. I was like, look, just letting you know we broke up. Like it was the best relationship I had. I grew a lot as a person. Like he taught me how to love, how to be loved. Like it was amazing. But we're no longer together. Unfortunately, he did cheat on me. 
and that blew up like within a couple of hours it had like 800 comments he had he reckons he had over a hundred requests on Instagram and then he was getting like death threats on his TikTok and wow. stuff and it was like it was not good because um, he was like mentally not in a great place because I just dumped him for cheating on me like go figure yeah. but then a couple of days after that he was like you know I think I've realized why I did it I was resenting you because of your TikTok because you were on it so much and I was like no 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 you were resenting me because I was doing well in my career, in my health, in TikTok, and you were you had lost yourself. Like mm. he had, you know, gone the opposite way, and we just grew apart. Like you know, and you weren't happy. Like don't use that excuse. Well, that's Absolutely. crazy though. Yeah. This, this public lens on your relationship, and yeah, and feel the need to broadcast that out to your fans, mm. and the yeah. death threats. That's that's yeah, it wasn't good. I was like. That's that is insane. And like, what are your thoughts on your following your audience? I imagine you're probably quite proud of this, and you're you you identify with them, you share things with them. What are your thoughts that they can be mobilized in a negative way and attack someone that you actually? I'm guessing you still loved him at that point, or you still had feelings for him in in yeah. terms that you didn't wish him. <laughs> no, I'm guessing you didn't want him not. to like die. I wanted to protect like, him exactly. Yeah, yeah. So how does it make you feel that people who follow you? can be so strongly advocate for yeah. you that they would wish harm on someone else that you like. Well, I had to really draw that boundary and that's what, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard of Adele, not Adele the singer, Adele. She's another TikToker, <coughs> content credit. Like she's amazing and she reached out to me because I, I, it was during a time I was like, I just don't know what's wrong. Like something's just not right. Like I'm really not happy and I wasn't sure if it was like I'd had, it, you know, a couple of negative comments on TikTok previously that had I wasn't sure if that's what had gotten to me and I just said like look I'm going to take a little break for a week or so and that's when you know everything fell apart in my personal life um but Adele had reached out to me and she just said look look like this is how I deal with like you know hate and stuff like you've just really got to draw that boundary like you, you don't accept it so like that's what I did like I just said hey like guys this is not on you can't go and do that like I really appreciate your support and I know that you're doing this for me but he is a person as well that kind of thing and that's what I've just learned to do is just I'll just draw like a boundary. So like the other week someone commented and said, um, I love you and I love your TikToks, but ever since you and old mate broke up, you've been such a negative Nancy and, you know, I like you just you were so much better before. And I said, like, I appreciate um, that this is coming from a place of kindness, but unfortunately this is um, honesty to the point of offensiveness and I disagree like I've been happier than ever um, so yeah I just I disagree with that you know just like these politely saying it but like yeah. hey I'm not going to stand for you to to berate me like that like or someone saying that when I was talking about my cold sore someone was like oh she's leaning too far into being Constance Hall and I was like, who the hell's Constance Hall? And I just, I, I posted a video response. I was like, I don't even know who this person is, but I'm I'm sorry, I'm just more comfortable than everyone here. Like, this is who I am. But what I don't like is then when people pile on to someone. So like, I'll, you know, say like, hey, don't appreciate this. But then people pile on and be like, shut up or stop and actually quite rude. And that's what, you know, pile on culture is not okay. Because you don't want someone to be ganged up on, like, mm. even if they have made a rude comment. Sure. So it's sure. that I'm like, oh, do I just not respond at all? And so I think that's something I'm kind of learning to manage at the moment, like no response or you know, setting a boundary, but then other people piling on or just deleting comments. Like, eh. but I don't get many. Like, and the positive support really outweighs the negative one-off comment. And usually it's because they're not, like, 
in a good place themselves. It's amazing you have that mindset though yeah. because it, it's quite common that the one negative comment is equal to a thousand positive it comments. It used to be. How, it, how yeah. do you detach from that? Oh, I just think like, well, I'm I'm happy. Like I've got so much support. Like I'm in a really good place personally with myself. Like I'm, you know, I think it depends like if I'm PMSing, here we go, period talk. If I'm PMSing, feel shit about myself and then someone says like, or why do you leave the house in your PJs, like have a bit of self-respect? I'd be like, oh, my God, why do you hate me? You know, it just really depends. But now nah, most of the time I'm like, look, people say hateful things because they hate themselves. Do you feel like you've grown this mindset over time? The bigger you get, the more comments you get? Like early mm-hmm. days when, say, you got the first negative comment, how did that impact you? I honestly grew this mindset at work <laughs> because I had some really, really tough colleagues like that just tell you how they really feel. Or mm. like clients as well that, you know, you rock up and they say like, oh, I don't want to deal with you today, you white C-U-N-T, like things like that, you know, some really – and you just learn to get a, th- a thick skin, like, you know, that there are going to be people out there that are just not in a good place themselves. And it's not necessarily a personal attack. It's just it's them. It's Don't take it personally. I think it's – like when I'm sitting here listening to you, Darcy, you're so down to earth. You come across, as I said, just like you do in TikToks. But the thing that I keep coming back to is you don't seem to be overly affected by your following or your fame, however you want to say it. And I think that's because you've done your, so much of your growth has not come from your platform. It's come from somewhere outside of that, like your work or other things in your life. And that's why I think it's just very refreshing to meet an influencer like you who has, I oh, don't know how to describe it. It's grounded. Life, yeah, it's grounded. Their life hasn't been affected so heavily by their following and sponsorship deals, brands, all those things I was talking about before with friends of mine who have become big, they've lost that authenticity. And I just, I think it's amazing that you haven't, you've managed to retain that. That's so nice. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm very in awe of like <laughs> you and just the way this interview mm. is going. I'm loving it. I have another question. You mentioned pylon culture, which is a term I hadn't heard before, but I'm overly familiar with just being on Instagram and seeing comments and stuff. Mm. What's your thoughts on cancel culture? And have you thought what would happen if you were cancelled or what you could be cancelled for? Because mm. we've yep. all got skeletons in our oh, closets. Yeah. Like we, for example, did a social media episode where we both went into each other's accounts. There's stuff from that episode that I cut out because I couldn't believe it was still on my socials. If I ever became famous, forget it. I'd be cancelled for some of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And I think back to when, you know, when I was in school and oh God, there's definitely things I could be cancelled for. Like hundred percent. And uh, it's a risk, isn't it? Like someone could come out one day and be like, Oh yeah, Darcy when she was eighteen, she did this and rah mm. rah. Like, you know, even oh yeah. Cancel culture, though, mm, do people really get cancelled? I well, don't think they really do. I think they do for a period. Like, it's like... The shock factor and then... Yeah, and, you know, people definitely, like... There's always going to be someone that's going to support you. I mean, I look at, you know... I don't know if you guys know Sky Wheatley, for example. No. Oh, she was on Big Brother and now she's an influencer. She's got, like, 600,000 followers on Instagram and she's someone that continuously says really crazy things, um, right. in my opinion. And, you know, people really don't like her or they still love her. Like Mm. she recently was promoting Calariums, which is a solarium that also has red light and it's still... I saw it. Yeah. I'm on influencer updates. Yeah, and it's still like really damaging UV rays. Like it, 
you know, like, oh, I'm a big advocate. Like, if you cook yourself for looks, you're a fucking idiot. Um, right. Yeah, I just had a biopsy in a mould the other week. Like, I'm definitely like, you know, if the UV is above four, it's dangerous radiation. But anyway, so, you know, she's out there promoting this stuff. And I think, you know, as as someone with influence, like, you have to take accountability for everything that you say because, like I said, people might not buy the bloody chicken that I'm promoting but they are going to eat the toast that I'm having for breakfast and if that's dangerous for you, well, like, I have that. That's on my back. Like, I'm promoting yeah. – you know what I mean? So, And she came out and said, like, just because, like, I do something doesn't mean that I should be responsible if people do it. And it's like, well, that's your job. That's what you actually get paid to do. Yeah. Like, you know, that but person sounds like they have quite an immature, yeah. immature, sorry, understanding of how social media works. Yeah. And so she Terrible time PR. and time again has done like a lot of things. Like she made a comment, um, I'm going to say allegedly, but I'm pretty sure, no, allegedly made a comment that women in domestic violent relationships, like, why don't they just leave? Like, it's their fault because they stay. And that was so, you know, like, like, I just, but people still follow her. People still support her. Cancer I mean, culture. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But controversy can be a strategic mm. decision, right? I mean, we see it with comedians. I love Ricky Gervais, but I think he's strategically controversial at times. And it, yeah. does, it, it does him well. Dave Chappelle, another one. I don't know a lot about his thoughts and opinions, but I just know he's controversy everywhere he goes and he feeds into that. Mm. So maybe those people are using that as a strategy. For sure. I think it definitely does have an impact though. I mean, I look at, there was another girl the other week that she admitted something she did, like an animal died when she was a kid and it was an accident, but brands have like cut their deals with her. Yeah, You know, they've come out and said like, no, we don't work with this person. I think, you know, until the dust settles, like, yeah. yeah, you can I be cancelled for a period, but not forever. I listened to her podcast snippet. I, mm. I watched on influence updates. I looked at the backlash. I mean, that story was just in poor taste. Oh, like it was ridiculous. You, but you couldn't um, waterboard that out of me. It's just crazy. Oh what God, the fuck, man? Uh, like, I have <laughs> never heard that. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Um, Honestly, though, uh, she should have just been cancelled for how oh. just in poor taste that was. Just coming back to cancel culture. Josh knows, but I used to date somebody who was cancelled and. They're still cancelled and I guess I'm acutely aware of how cancel culture can ruin that person's career because it did. Mm. And, yeah, I I mean, I think it's different because the, the, the LGBT plus community was mobilising against them and I think that mm. particular type of community can be the most ferocious in their endurance mm. of hate or <laughs> hate is a strong word but what this person received mm. was that. And I'm not saying their actions, like, you know, they deserved it or not. That's a whole other thing. But I guess I've seen someone's life just crumble and their career falter and just there's no more of it. And I think that I, I see where you're coming from. I feel like all cancel culture can be temporary. Mm. But I have seen it in its like to the extinction. Mm. Wow. And do yeah. they have a career in the spotlight? Like, yeah, yeah, a yeah. very promising career, a very yeah. promising career, and that was one that was televised, and it was just, I mean, so they were on a TV show, mm. and their all their contestants, you know, went on to become famous and influencers, mm. and they were the only person that didn't because of that. So. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's, isn't it's it? absolutely fascinating, and I yeah. and I almost wonder if you're you've made it to a point in terms of being a name, a celebrity. Yes, you could do something controversial, get cancelled, lose all your sponsorships, mm. but you still have other avenues in your life that you're still making money. You still got a platform. Yeah. Whereas for him, there was nothing 
else really in that field and once that all dropped yeah well maybe that's it maybe that it's once you reach that threshold it's like you can be cancelled but you'll always have you know the following Mm. like Um, jeremy clarkson he's been sacked what five six times tv shows louis ck who was cancelled that comedian for not he wasn't ever cancelled he ended up winning like the most prestigious award well, a, well, a comedy award in Britain. They were like, "Isn't this the guy that masturbates in front of women?" Ew. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. It really, yeah, it really depends. Like, I think what they've done as well. Like, if it's someone that's bloody murdered someone in cold blood, well, you'd hope that can, they're going to stay cancelled. But it depends on who you are as a person. Like, how charismatic are they? Like, have they got the riz? You know. And then the you see, like, yeah, yeah. Have but you, I mean, you see Chappelle Corby on SCS or whatever it is. I'm like, why are they putting a convicted drug smuggler on a TV show that's during like when kids are awake? Like, it, you know, you're putting the wrong people on pedestals mm. here. I don't know. I just kind of was a bit like, uh, with about that one. Yeah. But, you yeah. know. I, anyway. that's, that's, that's a whole nother one, the well, Chappelle Corby that, that one. That shock factor. People mm. want to know, want yeah. to see her. Yeah. Yep. But is she that shocking anymore? Like, no, I she seems she she pretty chill. Yeah, I, think, I find her like, yeah, she said things before and I'm like, oh, that's camp. And then like, <laughs> but Chappelle Corby is interesting because I don't know if it maybe for me because she was on TV when I was like, I don't know, developing. It just seems like she's so rooted in like one point in time. Like, mm. was it late 90s, early 2000s? Like, you know, when we think of Chappelle Corby, we're taken back to that moment. And I think that that might be why producers put her, cast her in those roles because she's so recognisable. And Mm. I think now when I think it's Chappelle Corby, I don't necessarily think of the barley thing. I don't know. What about you guys? 100%. That's all I know her for. Yeah, I still think about. You still still, okay, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Like she's done things, she's done a lot with her life. And, yeah, I guess I can't help but admire that part she didn't let the prison thing define her i don't know yeah like as on paper she could have taken that infamy and made a career in the media about it. is that what you're saying and really capitalize on that or i don't Cause know i, I, I say she's irrelevant right now mm, like yeah i don't know anything else that she's done yeah i reckon i've just heard bits and pieces of her throughout the years i don't know i guess i'm torn like yeah is she using something but I don't I just feel like she didn't let that define her I just feel like she's made something or she's picked up the ashes of what was a really bad situation Mm, and she's gone yeah 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 that's pretty fucking bad and she's gone out and made a path for herself I'm not sure Mm. if I agree with that path but the fact that she was able to create it is amazing because I know that most people wouldn't yeah most people would come back to Australia and go oh my god fucking god like go and hide and, and <laughs> i think i would have yeah me she too. had the balls to do something and put herself out in the spotlight didn't she do a book and stuff like mm. that so yeah i guess the part of me is always like oh hats off to her yeah no i, I completely i support all drug smugglers, drug smugglers. <laughs> no I, yeah can i ask and, and mm. sorry going back to you how, how do you balance the tiktok side of things with other aspects of your life your work relationships dating friendships I don't know. <laughs> I just do it. Um, work, the, the my work, work is so supportive. Oh, so like, they know? Yeah, yeah. Like um, my boss's wife follows me on TikTok. Like, yeah, they they are really supportive of it. Yeah, work is fine because, I mean, my hours are pretty flexible and I'll typically just – like when I'm actually working, like I'm not on TikTok, you know, so I definitely split that completely. Like I've got to take my job very seriously. But other than that, you know – 
it doesn't really take much time to make the videos I do because they're not very well curated. Like they're not very well produced. Like I said, it's just taking a little Snapchat, like filming for 10 seconds, you know, um, and then banging it all together before bed, maybe narrating over it. Like, yeah, it just, it doesn't really take much time. And then Again, when I'm with my friends, like I, I do balance that. Like I'm, you know, present in the moment. Like I might take a couple, like five second clip when I'm hanging out with them, but I'm not, you know, letting that consume me. Um, dating, I haven't really been seriously dating recently. So, you know, but again, if I am hanging out with someone, then I'm not on my phone. Um, and it's just, you know, trying to be quite present. I think it's more so when I'm around, you know, um, like my housemate, like Carlin, she's my best friend. Like we are, we are each other's family in Perth. Um, that that's when I cannot be as present. Um, and also the same, like when I'm around my family, cause you know, you know, when you're just around your family and then you're just like on your phone. Um, and she has made a couple comments recently. She's like, get off your phone. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm being that person now. So, you know, definitely there is an increase in screen time there. Um, but I'm just trying to be really conscious about it and, you know, work, that's fine. Friends, that's fine. But more so when I'm at home, um, and just having downtime with her, like I need to be more present, Mm -hmm. but it's a balancing act. It really is. But yeah, I don't spend too much time because then, yeah, they're not really well curated. (laughs) I, I just find that so admirable how you can basically just be so comfortable in being present. I mean, with our phones, we're constantly getting notifications. Mm. And I can imagine for you, you'd be constantly getting yeah. TikTok notifications, Instagram notifications. Um, I don't have notifications switched on. Do you guys? Nah. It's only, too much. only for messages in my, like, my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. I have, in, um, not Instagram, WhatsApp and just messages. Mm. I don't get any notifications because I... Yeah, but. Sometimes it is a lot to reply and I think that's what can be so time consuming is replying to messages and comments and mm. things like that. So um, I don't reply to them in real time. Like now I will set out, you know, maybe um, an hour before bed or something like that. I'll allocate time um, because otherwise it just, yep. yeah, it's constant otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Colin's always like, how do you, how can you be fucked, like, replying to comments and messages, like, because some of the messages, like, they're very personal, you know, or they, you know, asking for advice and things like that. And I'm like, well, because, like, I I love it. Like, and they've reached out to me, like, they've shared something personal with me. Like, I feel like I owe them that, you know. But, yeah, it's just something I genuinely enjoy. And I'm like, I'm, I'm connecting with people, you know. Mm. Yeah. So, one more question from Instagram. What would you say the peak and the pit is of being a TikToker. Are, are you mm. aware of peak and pits? It's a very therapy thing that we... Peak and pit. So like the positive and the negative? Yeah, like yeah. The, what's the best thing that's ever happened to you with your world as being a TikToker and what's a real downside? The best thing that has happened to me, um, definitely the friends that I've made. So like in real life friends. So I've got um, a couple of girls that, you know, I've been hanging out with and I think, you know, for the first two years of moving to Perth, like I hadn't really made friends. And I think we spoke about this um, as well, that it's quite difficult to make friends as an adult. Um, so definitely the, the friendships that I have made, like that has been the absolute highlight as well as the community of people that, you know, like I met um, one of my like followers that she's followed me since day dot and I met her in the shops and she was like oh my gosh like I finally ran into you and we had like a 20 minute chat and it was it was amazing like it was you know forming that those connections with people like it just it gives you that sense of community um because you know I've you know they say there's like three different types of loneliness like um loneliness in a relationship like you know you want that longing of a relationship um your sense of community 
Um, so not feeling like you're a part of a community and I've forgotten the other one. <laughs> but anyway, there's three. So I definitely feel like I've got that sense of community that's really helped that. And the negative, hmm, what would a negative be? Was it when your ex got the death threats? Mm, yeah, I think for sure because I felt like I had hurt someone and I just felt so guilty, you know. I was like, oh, my God, like I don't want – him to do anything or feel like hated and there were a lot of comments that were left and they were you know defaming his looks as well and I still get comments like that like people like you know I had a situation chip and and I was like do you want to be on my TikTok he's like yeah sure and people were even commenting like this is months and months later like six months later like oh he's a step up from your ex like you know things like that and I'm like what like that's a matter of opinion like to be honest, I think my ex was way more attractive than this bloke, like, you know, and I just, any really personal comments like that about people in my life, like, I'm, that's definitely the, the negative side mm. of it. Wow. Yeah. Well answered. So to wrap up, and we do like to do this with a few of our guests, knowing that your following is probably listening to this episode. They will. <laughs> who is the real Darcy? What do you want to be remembered by? What are the three things that you want this world to remember you for in terms of a legacy or even just who you are as a person? Unapologetically myself. Like that's pretty much it. Like what you see is what you get. Yeah, real, raw, fit, fun, flirty. (laughs) (laughs) So many words there. That's it. Just being yourself and embracing that for whoever you are. Loving yourself for who you are. Like, you know, just don't compare yourself. I think, I think we're all guilty of doing that. But once you really do love yourself for who you are, I think that's when you radiate that and then you attract that as well. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, since being more comfortable in myself, like I'm just – good things are happening. I don't know. Maybe I'm just noticing the good things that are happening more. Like I'm forming great connections. Like I've had amazing opportunities. Like, look, coming on here today – like, this is such a cool opportunity. Like, love what you guys are doing. Like, you Thank know, you. <laughs> if I hadn't have just been myself and that, this would never have come to fruition, would it? So, yeah. No, and, and thank you for coming on. I've found this such an insightful and, and refreshing experience to not only get to know you on the blind date, but to be able to pick your brains and understand you more as a person i'm, I'm yeah, very fascinated I didn't by think you. i would have as much <laughs> in common or like would find it so easy to speak to an influencer <laughs> finding so down to earth i feel like yeah. i just talked about myself for an hour i feel like so vain about that but thank uh, you for listening to me waffle on as well no you guys worries. have been great it's really good thank you